No ketchup. No ketchup. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick with me as always. You know the deal. Man, it's Friday. Happy hour. I just poured a tequila, so I'm going to kick it. I don't even drink tequila. And tequila? I'm to oh, man. Dog, when I, was, when I lived in Arizona, I would drink tequila every Friday. Okay, yeah. It was like a, a ritual. Friday drink. That was the weekend kickoff. <laughs> uh, I feel you on that. I love tequila. Underrated beverage. Yeah. So we, it's not uh, something you just keep chilling. Like, did you go out and get a bottle of tequila? How did you stumble upon some uh, some tequila? I think it's very uh, it's very not underrated. I think it's very well rated. But anyway, before I derail the intro, underrated anymore, in a sense, like you don't keep it in the crib like that. But yeah, nah. I, I yeah, that's because everybody usually drinks the shit. Uh, it ain't never around. Uh, maybe I'm <laughs> Friday episode, we're going to do a little happy hour. We're going to talk about some fun things and we're going to get into. Uh, oh, actually, let me get into the fun things. I want to talk about the the NFL mock. Todd McShay just dropped his mock draft 3.0. And I want to ask quick and talk about how. What do you look for in prospects when they're coming in? Like, is it film? Obviously, we're big on the film. But what, what exactly on the film are you looking at? We're going to talk about that. Survey came out, White Sox fans, Chicago White Sox fans are apparently the biggest in-game drinkers and pre-game drinkers in the league. I want to know. If of course. They, I don't know if that's true, being a Cubs fan, but I've been to some rowdy White Sox games, and we're going to talk about some of those too. I got a fun thing I came across. Uh, some some white girls, some bricks were found in the ocean, and uh, I want to know what Nick would would do in this situation. So we're going to talk about that. We'll close it. All-star game talk. Obviously, LeBron, KD, they picked their all-star game squads yesterday. We're going to talk about the squads in general, who we like, why, why we think it's a better squad. They're both so loaded, but we'll get into the we'll get into the details there. Our boy Ben Etter is going to hop on and talk some NBA with us too. And uh, we got to talk about the Jazz getting clowned, getting picked last. So we'll talk about that. We're going to go bear and all that. Big Nick the Quick. All-Star Weekend, baby. Yeah. Happy, happy Friday, my G. You already yeah. know. Yeah, All-Star wow. Weekend, bro. Yeah, super excited. <laughs> <laughs> I, before we hopped on, I hit quick. I'm like, yo, is All-Star Game on Sunday? He's like, bro, it's just on Sunday, bro. I was yeah. like, yeah, I guess it is. But that's Sunday. like all they're doing, right? Like there's no shit tonight or tomorrow, right? Yeah, from my understanding, it's all on Sunday. What a money grab. Hey man, they got at least they in. didn't even try to like they they were straight up about it like hey we need to do this we need the money we need the, we need some commercials TNT TNT needs us to do this so shout, shout out Atlanta shout out Silver yeah shout out Atlanta shout out Atlanta should yeah. be should be decent yeah. all right let's jump into it so we don't run too too crazy over time so we had our conversation yesterday about NFL quarterbacks owners not wanting to be they don't want to pay the quarterback so I thought it was interesting because I saw. Obviously, uh, Todd McShay drops his mocks all the time, and he's now on. I think it's mock. <clears throat> I think it's mock three. This is three point for for Todd McShay. Now, we talked all the whole episode on Tuesday, or a majority of the beginning, about when we were talking NFL about owners not wanting to pay their quarterbacks. 
seems like they want to look for other options. They either believe in the coach more or the front office guy more, but somehow these top five quarterbacks in the league are unhappy where they're at, and they all they also want to get out of there. So now in the same breath, I'm looking at McShay's mock draft, which I have up on the screen for everybody listening. There's quarterbacks all over it, right? So then I'm like, yo, this must come down to just they don't like this is the thing I'm thinking of in my head, right? It's like, okay, say you draft Trevor Lawrence. He balls out crazy, just like a Dak Prescott. But then what? You don't want to pay him now? So it's like, what? Like, where does this, this, this cycle end? You know what I'm saying? It's like, you get your guy, but then you don't want to pay him. So it's like, just don't even take him off the board. That's what I was thinking when I, uh, when I was watching <laughs> McShay. You have any thoughts on that? And then we could talk about, you know, what we look for in a prospect. I mean, yeah, I think, uh, Obviously, the Dallas situation is. But you get what I'm saying. Reason. Yeah, yeah, Look, yeah. It's, it's like, like you go, you go through all that. To, yeah, you exactly. go through all that to find a quarterback, and when it finally comes time to pay him, you don't necessarily want to do it or pay him as much as he's worth. Oh, this man got the tequila with the with the ball of ice in there. This is and hey, this is sophisticated, right? You're bougie. Ooh. Oh, yes. Oh, that's funny. Um, so yeah, I mean, look, man, we've already talked about this at length but it, it doesn't make any sense you go through all this to get your man he ends up being the quarterback that you want you end up winning games with him and then you want to play hardball when it's time to right to up the you get, send him to you, chicago we'll pay that quarterback yeah, you, you get you get your guy in the draft the the fucking mock draft is littered with quarterbacks yeah. trevor lawrence zach wilson justin fields trey lance the top four players on on mcshay's mock draft are all, all quarterbacks like usual but like yeah. like Nick is saying, you go through all that, you get your guy, he comes to town, balls out, and then when he wants an extension, you don't everybody want everybody lose their mind and like, no one wants well, well, like, how, how do we do this? Yeah, wait, what what do you mean you want that much? Hold on, hold on. Like, bro, stop the, it. The only easy extension was Mahomes. That was that was easy. Yo, let me ask you this. What are we missing? Uh, is, is there something that we're missing, maybe? Like that are we just looking at this too? I guess I do. I think the Dak situation. So I think the other quarterback situations aren't built around finance, right? The other ones are unhappy for whatever reason, but money's not it. Russell Wilson's got his deal. Deshaun's deal kicks in this year, right? So those dudes are financially straight. The Dak situation is look, man, it's the same. We've been talking about this for three years. Everybody knew where we would be at this point. Right. Work out the deal. Okay, go on another year. Work out the deal. Okay, go on another year. Work out the deal. Now you want to tag him. Now you got to tag him again this year. Now you're looking at tagging him again next year. You're looking at the situation where really you have to decide either you're going to give him some astronomical contract at this point, which is way more than what you ever planned on paying him, and you probably could have got him for eh, 34 35 right? Now you're looking in that $40 million range, or you end up trading him and hitting the reset button on that and looking for another quarterback. So their situation is unique in the sense that we've seen franchises play hardball with quarterbacks over money, but usually it's your Kirk Cousins level quarterback, right? right. Like we would all agree that Dak is, is, is above Kirk Cousins was even, you know, Kirk Cousins didn't even make the playoffs when he was in Washington. So we're not um, missing anything. We're not. No. Okay. So it's, it's they're missing something. Yeah, I agree because I don't want to get too talk- far. I feel like we talk about Dak literally every episode. So well, I don't it's get- the biggest story. It, it, it is a big story. Talk about for three years. But I don't want to get too far into Dak. But like I said, McShay littered with quarterbacks. This is so dumb, by the way. Hey, look, this is dumb. I don't understand. We've been watching football now for the last couple of years. Justin Fields has been the number two pick since forever. 
He's been the second quarterback on the board. Why are we now? Why are we trying to they look? We said it last week. You look at these guys for so long. There was even some Zach Wilson over Trevor Lawrence buzz in some circles. It's like you look at these guys for so long and you start looking at reasons not to like them. Right. It should be Lawrence Fields, and then we can talk about the rest. I don't even know who Trey Lance is, but I don't want. I mean, so yeah. <laughs> he sat out. He's uh. He didn't he's play. Like, no, nah, he sat out because of COVID. Great. And uh, that was my type of guy. He's supposed to be a dog, though. Where Trey is he Lance, playing? Well, what is that logo? North Dakota State. Oh, God. Another so, one? So, look, wait, wait, go. Is this... North Dakota State, like, quarterback you now? Isn't that where Carson <laughs> Wentz is from? Yeah. So, this is actually a perfect segue into, into kind of what I wanted to ask you. Because I know what I'm looking at. And and I, I guess there's obviously, you know, you have to play the upside, Bill. Shout out, uh, shout out Josh Allen. Because I'm going to tell you this right now. I, if I'm a GM, I would have flat out missed on Josh Allen. I was not picking, buddy. Flat yeah, out. Yeah. Right? Yeah, of course. So my, my question to you is when you're – and this is coming from just straight sports fanatics that watch football and basketball pretty much all day long. What are you looking for when you're looking at prospects? We could t- I'm, I'm talking about football specifically, but it might bleed into basketball as well. When you look like when you look at guys on tape or how they act off off field or maybe even on social media, what are you looking for to know that like, yeah, I think this guy can succeed at the next level. So for fo- to be to keep to keep it real with you, football players, I don't really care about the off field and social media because you're you're just one of 53 people and your impact is only that big. I think it matters more in basketball when the locker room's a little bit smaller. But yeah. I'll keep it real with you, man. When it comes to football. Um, I I can't watch a college game and point out a bunch of pro prospects to you because I, I especially when it comes to like oh, quarterback certain quarterbacks things like that like I'm just not good at that. What I look for the things that always stick out to me are the freaks of nature. So I think I put in the group chat a couple of weeks ago. I said, hey, look, I don't know anything about the draft. I can tell you right now, Kyle Pitts. I watched like a 10 minute highlight tape. I said, that guy's going to be good in the NFL. I don't need to see right. anything else. I watched a 10-minute highlight tape. I didn't watch a single game of Florida football this year, but I can tell you after watching 10 minutes and watching him pop out the screen, that dude's going to be good. There was a dude coming out of Auburn last year, Derek Brown. The Panthers took him in the first round. I watched a couple Auburn games. I'm like, yo, seen enough. Say no more. Roquan Smith was like that. I'm like, look, every time I watch a Georgia game, he's making a tackle somewhere on the field. So if it's someone like that where from just like a pure athleticism freak of nature, super speed, you stand out. Those are the type of guys that I'll look at and be like, okay, but if you, man, you want me to look at an offensive lineman. You want me to look at a D lineman that doesn't get a bunch of sacks. You want me to look at a, a, a cornerback who's fundamentally sound. I can't do it. Yeah. I can't do it. So um, honestly, man, I, it's hard for me to evaluate an NFL draft pick. I'll look at the numbers and I'll look at what I can in the film. And if a guy doesn't stand out, um, that to me is a red flag. I'll give you a good example though. Like yeah. when I watched Manti Teo against Alabama, I said right there, I was like, "Yo, this dude." Yo, this not a, this isn't a top ten pick. No? It's not a top ten pick in the NFL draft. It's not this, a top this ten guy, pick, bro. He's not gonna make it when he's playing against these big dudes. They're literally just pushing him off. His he can't go anywhere. So I see stuff like that. It, I can tell you who can't play. A little bit more than who can. You, you know what you, I mean? You said you know who's yeah. going to be trash. I saw so. him and I was like, I want that dude that will not have success in the NFL. And he had no success in the NFL. So he was a practice squad player on the Bears this year. Go figure. That's a, that's a, yeah, I'm not mad at that. But I think for me, it's just literally not overthinking. I think a lot of this stuff gets so overanalyzed and, and, and broken down that it's like, Doug, I like, 
I'm not picking a tight end from Ashland in the second round. Like it's just like it's not gonna happen. Maybe Gronk, all none of that. Like I and I'll give you an example. I, I think that's a good point. How you just look at guys, you're like, yo, this dude looks different. Like I'll talk about this year. Like we talked about this a couple times. Like uh, Devontae Smith from Alabama, Heisman Trophy winner. Like Buddy just looks different, and everything that he's doing on the field against SEC talent on the biggest stage and the biggest games in the college football playoff and the national championship, that shit's going to translate to the NFL. Like, mm-hmm. I don't need to – there's not a lot of – there's not a lot of uh, breaking down I need to do, essentially. Like, oh, they, they go – your boy Kyle Pitts is number yeah, six. Yeah, I told list. you. This guy, hey, I will send you the <laughs> Kyle Pitts highlight tape I watched. You might take him number one. I was like, yo, this guy – I watch yeah, a lot of NFL football. This guy is – he's like a 6'6 tight end that runs like a 4'5, and he's like a wide receiver. You can line him up anywhere. I'm like, this dude – yeah, like, say less. Yeah, I think the biggest <laughs> thing for me is when you're dominating guys on the college level, you can't dominate – and this this goes for basketball too, in my opinion. If I don't see you killing, killing people in the college ranks, what, what makes you think you're going to come up to the league and, and make an impact. Right. That doesn't like, necessarily mean you won't be good. But, like, yeah, for, for you and I, we're not taking that person. So we probably wouldn't take Josh Allen, who completed, what, oh, yeah, 50% I, of his I passes in, like, D6 football. So, like, yeah, I'd be like, yeah, I don't care what you see. But, obviously, we're not talent evaluators. Somebody saw something and was like, yeah, no, this dude just hasn't had coaching. But, like, so, for, I mean, for example, yeah. I watched three BYU games last year. And Zach Wilson looked solid. And the only reason I was watching it because I was wagering. But yeah, we'll uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, brought you to the Cougars. Yeah, so like I, that was the reason I was watching it. But he looked good, but he didn't. I didn't think like he was dominating people. Like he wasn't killing people. Like to like a number two draft pick would would do. And I guess the upside and all that. But man, the squads that he was playing. All this talk about what uh, Justin Fields has done and in 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 big games he's wilted or like Trevor Lawrence has wilted in certain games. It's like, bro, this guy didn't even get to anywhere close to the the, the stage yeah, didn't even that you're playing on. So I don't want to hear didn't Justin Fields those six touchdowns against Clemson or something like that? Yeah, he was balling in this. Yeah, so what are they talking about? Yeah, that, that wasn't, yeah, that wasn't wilting to me. If that's wilting, sign me up. Yeah. I mean, look in the opposite side of that is I saw but the Jamarcus, year prior he had yeah. like the, yeah. I saw well he grew a year. Uh, I yeah. saw Jamarcus Russell Light it up, and I was like, oh, this dude's going to be sick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Look what happened. That shit might have right. been mental, but, like, right. yeah. So, I mean, it's the same thing that makes you draft Mitchell Trubisky. You know, different people see different things, and when you get that one thing you're fixated on, I mean, that's what you're going to run with. But, yeah, for me, man, you got to be a freak. I look at the freaks. Yeah. You know what another freaks. freak? You know another freak? Like, obviously, Reggie Bush is, like, an obvious one. Like, this dude's yeah. just different. I saw Reggie um, Bush live in person, and I've never – he's the best athlete I've ever seen. In person? In person, as far as, like, just the – you can't – Describe the speed. Can't yeah. do it. Him and No Sean Moreno, believe it or not. That's how, yo, shout out No Sean Moreno. No Sean Moreno, Moreno was a, a beast. Goon in college. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I saw this is a little off topic, but I saw Lionel Messi, like Messi the GOAT, <laughs> on the on the ball in Spain. And I was like, he like picked up the ball in the middle of the pitch. I was like, oh, this dude looks different than everybody. Just else. different. Yeah, yeah, just different. Yep. Um another, like that, yo, man. another dude I watched for for five, ten minutes, and I was like, this dude's gonna be a beast. Uh, Jamal Charles at Texas. Charles, I was like, yo, Texas Jamal Charles. I was like, bro, this might be one of the shiftiest dudes I've ever seen at the running back position. Like, this dude's going to be a monster, and he was a really good pro. So, 
it's uh, I wanted to get your take on that because I'm looking at these mock drafts and I'm hearing McShay and I'm like, man, let me see what Nick looks for. And like that, that's actually funny. It's like, yeah, Freaks. for me, it's like if you're not killing people in college, I, I don't don't tell me that this yeah. is going to be a monster. I just saw him not do anything in college. Like yeah. perfect example, I had a huge argument with one of my really good friends. Shout out Maxie. You guys know Max. He uh he was biased because he went to Arizona, but he really tried to sell me on Stan Johnson. And Stanley like, Johnson. And I'm like, yo, Scott, <laughs> still good to check. <laughs> yo, Stanley Johnson has it all, has the frame, has all that. Right. Dumb strong. Doesn't like, produce. But like he wasn't even a he wasn't even killing people in the pack. Like, I don't yeah. and I understand he's 17 or 18, but I didn't really see it and it hasn't really panned out. So yeah, man, I like to see dudes that are just like the guys like Kevin Durant in college and like those dudes it was like bro this oh, dude yeah. is a pro bro if his, if his head is straight translates yes, yeah yeah he's go. a pro i don't care about it he can't remember like oh well you can't bench 135 yeah. i was like he, he can put up 135 buckets <laughs> fuck i care about like i don't need right. i don't I'm, he's, i don't need him to bench press anything so yeah, yeah. no 100 percent, man basketball same same thing too i mean i think basketball is a little different because you might see a guy go out there and get 50 and he's not a pro you know you got your jimmer for debts and guys like that um but what about jimmer Shout out Jimmer. He's getting buckets somewhere. He's still getting paid to play basketball. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for me, football straight up, I don't I don't know enough to evaluate a guy, so I'm looking for freaks. Yes. Shout out Derek Brown, Carolina Panthers. Yeah, thanks. Yo, awesome. shout out Ben Edder in the green room. I'm, I'm gonna get you on here in a second, BE. I'm gonna actually bring BE on for this uh White Sox talk too. But uh real quick, before we get into this White Sox talk, quick, I came across an article that I thought was interesting and I wanted to get your take on it. So look, a, and, and, and I quote for everybody just listening. This is a tweet from at Say Cheese DGTL. A snorkeler swimming in the Florida Keys finds 25 bricks of cocaine on Wednesday, calls the police. The drugs uh, were contained inside a floating bale and were valued at over $1.5 million. So obviously the first, the first thought, I'm like, I'm definitely not calling the police. But Yeah, that's the like, last thing I'm doing. What am I gonna do with this shit? Like, I don't like like Nick, you pull up on a situation like that and you know it's white and yeah. you know what is going like you like this is a this is a possible some big money sitting it's out. It's like a hundred thousand a brick. At, at least, right? So like what what are you what are you doing? What's your what's your first play? Like you just you, 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 <laughs> hey, you look, just got back to the hey, beach. <laughs> hey, take take a couple. No need to get greedy. Take a couple, keep it moving. Uh, so so that's the play. I don't. I wouldn't know what to do with. I'm not gonna pretend like I even know what to do with one key. I certainly wouldn't know what to do with 25. But it, it'd probably be a lot easier to figure out something to do with one key as opposed to 25 of them. So you said you might. So you, you might just make a call. And, yeah, you make a call. Some individuals who you know who <laughs> might be. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Wait, but that's Everybody actually, has those contacts. Like, hey, um, check it out, man. <laughs> wait, that's actually a good strategy, though. Yeah, take a couple, and then kind of remember where it was. They might, just come back and the, pick the up latitude a, and longitude. You know what I'm saying? 63 North or whatever. I'll be like, okay, it's right here. <laughs> if in a couple of years I'm broke again, I come back. Uh, wait, know? so look, grab so, two or three bricks. Or you, like you can get off easy, you're gone. So that's I actually didn't think about that. I was just thinking, like, do I grab them all or just leave them in there? Because, like I said, I wouldn't know what to do with all those. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah, and I wouldn't. You would, you yeah. would honestly get yourself in a lot of trouble if you if you yeah, all of a sudden started no, making yeah. calls. Like nothing good, nothing good would bricks. come out of you having twenty five bricks and not knowing what to do with them. <laughs> Yo, but having two or three bricks, maybe four. Um, you could probably yeah, you could slowly. But you know? then too, like. 
like you said, it's like, yo, if, hey, my man, if shit goes smooth, I might have, I might have a couple more of these. If yeah, yeah, look, man, these usually go for a hundred. Check it out, man. Give me sixty right now. I might have a couple more. You need a couple more? Give me a couple days, you know. <laughs> <laughs> get my scuba gear back. <laughs> let, me, let me dry off. Yeah. I might be able to. Hey, you got a towel? <laughs> I might be able to find a couple more. I mean, yeah, I probably, yeah, I definitely would. I'm not letting it slide. I'm not letting it slide. I'm gonna grab. I'm gonna, yeah. You said you at least go grab water too. I'm, there's a, there's no chance that I'm not leaving with a brick. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Like, there's no chance I'm not leaving with a brick. Like, sing, like as soon as I can get away discreetly, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna probably take, but not not too much to where like yeah, I'm not trying to be uh, Pablo Escobar out here, but yeah, make a couple calls. Right. Yeah. Shout out Los in the comments. Cody Los said, yeah, he said he grabbing like six. Yeah. That's a nice. That's a good number. And just like, yo, that's that's. Don't be I too got. greedy. Don't be, yeah. Don't get crazy, huh? Sell one in December, one in January. Slow, <laughs> slow burn. You know what I'm saying? Next thing you know, everybody's like, Nick, you came up. No, you know, just. Uh, yeah, no, nah, just chill it, man. Just make chill it, man. Yeah, just make a little. But I had a couple investments that went well. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I feel it. I feel it. All right, the the last. Definitely not calling the police though. That shit. Yeah, that's no, definitely I'm, not happening. No. I agree. I agree. If anything, I'm just going to swim over it. Yeah, I'm swimming away. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. last thing I'm doing is calling any type of law enforcement. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. let's uh, let's get this last happy hour segment in, and that's what <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, let's get this last happy hour segment in, um, and then we'll get off to this NBA, bring in our boy Ben to talk some hoops. <sighs> Apparently, the the some MLB guys did, or some I can't remember the 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 outlet but there was a mlb fans who drink the most survey it's kind of hard to see on the screen but apparently the chicago white Sox came in first with four an average of 4.2 drinks per game and that's coming in at 46 bucks you know what made me what, what, what really bucks yeah what really what really caught me was the the prices on some of these yeah, with the braves coming in hold on real quick the Bra- white Sox, braves Cincinnati Reds all drinking the most around and the Cleveland Indians are all around four beers a game. It looks like or four beverages. Is this at watching at the crib or is this from stadium? This numbers? is in the, this is in the stadium. Okay. So that's how they're getting those numbers. So sounds like they took a, sounds like they took a survey of some people and were like, how many, how many drinks are you getting at the game? Yeah. 10 bucks of beer is right, right, yeah. right, right over there at the cell. You think you do? You, do you think the the white just being a White Sox fan and us being in Chicago that you think they're the they're the biggest drinkers? And I I never I never that never even crossed my mind. At the game, at man, the game. we go to White Sox games. We always drink heavy, heavier yeah. than heavy. I, I go to a Cubs game. I feel like I mean, you drink a lot before the Cubs game, but yeah, I mean, the only time we didn't drink at a White Sox game, we saw a perfect game. But every other time of that, <laughs> at least getting four beers, like what? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Look, I'm gonna bring in the guy Ben Edder, another He's fellow man Chicago. MGD at the stadium. Of course. <laughs> Chicago, <laughs> a fellow Chicago in the draft. Ed, yo, Edder's actually a White Sox fan too. Big BE, what's happening, brother? Dude, I, I I had to run and go get a couple beers when I knew the White Sox section was coming up. <laughs> there you go. Wait. So when you first saw that, because I know you probably saw it on Twitter or something. Wait. Hold on, yeah. real quick. The the answer on the bricks is the yes. Way I'm up on thirty. Then called the cops and reported the 25. And it was kind of funny when Nick was talking about when he was like going to call his guy and he was like, yeah, you know, he sounded like Pusha T on the song. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't know if you caught that, Sean, but he sounded like Push when he said it. 
<laughs> no, I didn't even catch that. Wait, so Ugh. he they they said he found thirty and reported twenty five. Is that what you said? No, I'm saying he like took five for himself, kept it at a nice round yeah, number. Yeah, right, yeah, and then it's like, yeah, I, I found these twenty five bricks. <laughs> yeah, that's actually, yeah, the, yeah, that could that could have happened. But why are, you, why are you walking like that? Oh, that's gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently. The White Sox are the heaviest drinkers in game. Edder, you go to more Sox games than probably anybody <laughs> anybody in this 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 show, I guess. So, I I think it makes a ton of sense, right? Because think about attendance at a Sox game. Like if you're there on a Wednesday night, you're there to do one thing, and it's sit in the bleachers and gas like eight <laughs> beers. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, people yeah. who are going to drink like eight beers a piece, or it's like someone there for a ten dollar ticket night with their two kids. Yeah, I think it I think it makes a ton of sense. I wasn't surprised at the results of that uh at the results of the poll. Okay, yeah. I saw Philly, they got Philly way at the bottom, which I don't believe. Um I know that uh the Cubs were like middle of the pack. I don't even do the Cubs Cubs fans aren't taking any surveys. I think y'all are just taking a lot of surveys and shit. We're not taking no surveys. No, you spend one hundred twenty dollars to send the bleachers, so you're not going to buy four <laughs> beers once to, you get over there. We're talking to chicks and hanging out with people out the game. Y'all are taking surveys. That's I think that's where that shit comes in. But that's a whole other conversation. Um, but Big I, Ben Etter, yo, let me let me tell you when when me and Nick are talking about we were talking in the group chat. Ben Etter's always in this group chat, so welcome, Be Ben Etter. Big hoops guy knows what the fuck he's talking about. Um, longtime hooper himself. So we always enjoy uh a lot of banter in the group chat. So I wanted to bring Edder on and talk some uh talk some hoops, talk the first half, talk this uh this all-star game stuff. First off, before we get into the all-star game, Edder, what was your I guess your favorite stuff of the first half. And I also want to, I want to talk to you about Trey young. Cause I know you have a very particular opinion on Trey young. Oh but, man. Uh, Edder was, was early on Trey young. <laughs> <laughs> what would, uh, what was your, I guess. Wait, most let's interesting... do, Go let's ahead. Do Trey. Let's do Trey right now. Okay. Yo, look, okay. Let me give the people some, a, a background then. Essentially. Edder thinks Trey Young's a good basketball player like everyone else, but he thinks he would be an absolute nightmare of a person to even be around a basketball basketball around, let alone a game and being on the same team and franchise as him. I think the direct quote was he plays like an asshole. (laughs) Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. That, that is, that is a direct quote. So where, where it comes from, the only time I ever went to the McDonald's game, yeah. And uh, when it was since it's been at the UC was the year Trey was uh, when Trey was in the game, he came in. He didn't start. He came in, and the first time he touched the ball, he took th- three three dribbles, two steps over half court, and pulled from like thirty four air ball. Came down like two possessions later, yeah. same thing, pulled from like thirty five. I was with this kid I was working with at the time, and he was like, "Oh yeah, you got to see this guy Trey Young." I'm like, "Dude, this guy would suck to play with." Are you kidding me? <laughs> Yeah. Like this dude cut like littlest guy on the court. And I just I think about it from like a pickup perspective. Like, dude, if you're on this guy's team and you've never seen him before, littlest guy on the court, and he comes, he get, he has to bring the ball up. And 40% of the time, no one else is gonna get a touch. Like, that's the last dude I ever want to play with. Ever. Yeah, but what if he's going for 28 and then and then he happens like for all no, the- he fucking he fucking airballed. <laughs> but, <laughs> but for all the stuff that you're saying, he scores a lot of points and then he ends the 
he ends the box score with usually like eight, nine assists. Because it doesn't let go of the ball. Yeah, I just think it's tough. I think there's guy there's guys like LeBron and Luca. Like it's the same thing. Like those guys, they you you have to in order to maximize those guys, you got to build the entire offense around them, right? Ball's going to be in their hands. They're going to dictate pace of play, tempo. When they want to score, they're, they're going to score. When they want to pass, they're passing to get assists. And the ceiling on Trey to me is it's obviously not as high as LeBron, but you, you're just not getting as much out of him as you are out of those other guys. Fair. Where where are you? I, I'm actually a fan of Trey's. I think he, I think he, if he was, I think he is. I don't want to say smarter than you're giving him credit for, but I think he realizes the situation that he's in in Atlanta, and he has carte blanche to just do whatever he wants. And I don't know if he respects a lot of those guys' game as much, so he just goes out there and just wildly tries to get to the rack and get to the well, free throw who, line. Who is Trey Young to decide whose game he respects and whose he doesn't? Like, Dude, I don't think I, he has that status in the league yet. I think it's that he's not he's not willing to do other stuff. Like, Lute Olsen came out when and was talking about when he was at Oklahoma, and uh, they were like, yeah, you know, we tried to get Trey some stuff off the ball and install some things, and he just wasn't really interested in it. So it's like, okay, well, if you're if you're just not going to try, you're not even going to play unless you, we get we're doing it this way. Like, that's where I'm like, all right, I, I want no part of this guy ever. Yeah, it's interesting because then you're arguing with the guy that can't be stopped on the offensive end, though, for the most part. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like it's like a fine, it's a fine line. I Yo, I hear you, but go ahead, Nick. I'm not, I'm not. Yeah. So in the beginning of the year, like last year, I was like, oh, this is great, man. He's averaging 30 and nine. Like this dude's dope. Like it's gonna be Trey Young's time. I've completely turned on him this year. I'm with Edder, man. I would not enjoy playing with him. I think, <clears throat> yeah, he scores a bunch of points, but it's off the strength of shooting a shit ton of bad shots. He shoots like 42% from the field. So it's not like he's a marksman out there. He gets a lot of assists, but it doesn't make the team Dude, better. It's, it's all the it's all the free throws on that bullshit stopping yeah. goals when he gets over the screen. He's getting Yeah, he's, he gets crazy he's, calls. Lying, dude. And I think you I think the rest of the league told you what they thought about him. In particular, the coaches told you what they thought about him when he didn't even get voted into the all-star game. And he's averaging 27 points a game. Like that's a that's a strong rebuke from the people who have to game plan against him. Like, yeah, we, this dude is not an all-star. So I think, you know, look at Collins. Collins hates playing with them. They're going to lose a young player in him off the Trey Young thing. They added all these players this year. They're not any better. They just fired their coach. Now Nate McMillan has to deal with this bullshit. Like, yeah, I don't think it would be fun to play with them. He's a minus 10,000 defender. And, yeah, I just – it's it's – the and the de- the defender thing the defender thing is important too because it like and it really all I'm saying is it's a guy that I wouldn't want to play with because he's not playing any D on the other end either he's a stud like that dude is a stud offensive player visionary passer but he just wouldn't be that fun fun to hoop with I'd rather play with Lamelo oh god yeah he he be fun to play with yeah that would yeah he'd be awesome to play with all right let's get into uh just because I know we're going to spend a ton of time on this. Let's get into this uh, this all-star this all-star draft. And obviously, we'll kick it off while with uh, the best moment from last night here, LeBron and KD kind of closing out the draft. There's a, there's a couple of players <laughs> on the board. No slander to the Utah Jazz, but you guys got to understand. <laughs> you guys got to understand, just like in video games growing up, we never played with Utah. Even as great as Carl Malone and John Stockton were, we would have never picked those guys in video games. Never. LeBron, <laughs> the video game. Hold on. I, I got. Hold so on. We, know. Gotta, we gotta yeah. leave it right there. So, we gotta oh, take I gotta it. No, no, you can say something. I gotta, 
Yeah, listen, look. <laughs> the biggest thing that that was it just warmed my heart because I know probably for the same for you guys, but for me, it's always been fuck Utah. I don't not fuck with Utah yeah. at any point in my entire life. I don't care if it's the roster, who was there, but obviously I'm a Bulls fan. I never fucked with Malone. I never fucked with with that squad in general. And then as an adult, we hear the stories about, you know, their fans screaming stuff and what happened to Russell and all that stuff. It's always been fuck the Utah Jazz. Um, I, I'm on record a bunch saying I like their team this year. I think they're very, very good. I think uh, that, that that whole narrative that they have a better chance of going out in the first round uh, versus making the finals is nonsense. I don't believe that. Um, but Dude, what'd that, you guys, go ahead. That would be a, Utah would be a fun team to play for, man. Every everyone except Gobert gets to pass dribble and shoot. Yeah, they everybody gets their little fair share. Super fun. That would be super fun. <clears throat> uh, quick. Well, you 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 you, Dog, you don't rock I, with Utah. So it's like whatever. After he said that, I I literally like racked my brain to think if there was ever a moment going back to like NBA <laughs> NBA Live '92. Right. If I have ever <laughs> ran with the Utah Jazz, NBA Jam, NBA Live '92, Lakers versus Celtics. Bulls versus Blazers. That's real old school Genesis games. Um, I have never in my entire life ran with the Utah Jazz ever, nor would I ever. So they're 100% accurate on that. Yeah, I do, I do not fuck with the Utah Jazz in any sense. I wouldn't pick Donovan Mitchell second to last in the draft, but um, well, I don't, I don't. okay, that's kind of fuck, that's kind of fucked up. Vooch one ahead of Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, like yeah, Vooch is what? That's, that's Sean's boy. Don't <laughs> no, talk about your occasion like that. Your occasion. <laughs> Doug, you're okay, G. Vucevic is a dog. KD knows exactly what time it was when he picked up Vucevic. He was like, nah, I've seen this. I'm, I play in the East. I've been down to Orlando. This guy is a problem. He, I mean, he's seen it firsthand, no doubt. But let's uh, – so, but look, so because I kind of thought the same thing, right? I'm watching the draft. We're texting about it, and I'm like, damn, that's kind of rough that Donovan goes second to last because, like, we like we could, we'll, we'll talk about Gobert here in a second. But I'm like, man, that is kind of rough that Donovan goes second to last. But, like, let's look at these squads. Like, this is Team LeBron. Like, who is this guy going in front of on this roster? Sabonis. But LeBron said he wanted but, size. But, like, look at the rest of the roster. You know what I'm saying? Like, Edder, is there, is there anybody? Wait, is this the, the, sorry, I'm, this is the first time I'm seeing this. This is the first year LeBron didn't pick Kyrie. Um, yeah, Kyrie went first. He went first to KD side. Wait, so you – sorry, what's the question? So the question is, like, I'm going to show – this is Team LeBron. Take a yeah, look. Yeah, take, yeah. take a gander at them. For anybody listening, it's Giannis, Steph, Luka, uh, Jokic, Dame, Ben Simmons, Chris Paul, Jalen Brown, Paul George, and Sabonis out of, the, uh, out of Indiana. And then for Durant, it's Kyrie, Joel Embiid, uh, Kawhi, Brad Beal, Jason Tatum, James Harden, Devin Booker, Zion Williamson, Zach Levine, Julius Randle, uh, Euro KG, Nikola Vucevic, and then Donovan Mitchell, who was picked second to last. Like, who are you? Ta- like, where where does Donovan go ahead of anybody? Ju- maybe Julius Randle. I think Randle and Vooch. I don't know. Julius Randle is balling. Yeah, see, like that's- dude, <laughs> the only reason we're not saying Zach Levine is because we're Bulls fans. Yeah, maybe that's true. Nationally, hey, I'll say this. I think. I think Zach is a better pure scorer than Donovan Mitchell right now. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, 
Yeah. Like if you, you're picking Donovan Mitchell, if yeah, you need baskets. No, he abs- he right? absolutely is. Zach is shooting 52, 42, 86 right now, 28 points a game. Yeah. He, so he is a leap level shot maker. Let me ask you guys this, Edder, I'll start with you. Do you think that it just shook out that way that the Jazz were the last two guys picked? Or was I don't want to oh, say no, absolutely not. You think it was like, yo, we don't like those dudes and 100%. we don't why what makes you think that? So well for like the I, I I'm 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 probably stealing a take. I was listening to a pod earlier today and I think it was I think Big Waz was talking about it. Um about how like this year, like the Jazz this past week, they've been coming on or like after that Philly game, they came out and said like, you know, we're a small market team. We're not. That's why we don't get calls. Right. We don't get any respect around the league. Um, I think that is probably part of it. I don't know. It's all. LeBron might have been onto something. Like who really fucks with the Jazz? I don't know. Well, Gobert. <laughs> also, who takes Gobert, Gobert in an All Star game? Out of every player on this list, Gobert is the yeah. last guy you would want in an All Star game. Gobert, absolute last pick. Yeah. Tack, tack on that he cried when he didn't make it a couple yes. years ago. Whatever. Like, yeah, he's going last. And he was spreading COVID last year. Like, yeah, motherfuckers don't fuck. They're, dude, they're probably just sick. The Jazz have been the number one story in the league for the past like two weeks, right? Like, we're even like we're talking about the text. Like, we've been talking a lot about the Jazz in the group text. Yeah. And I think there's probably just some Jazz fatigue. Like, fuck these guys. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah it could be some Jazz fatigue just, for sure. Mitchell's the conversation, yeah. In this type of format, Gobert is going to go last. It's just like if you were doing this, like Joe Kim Noah would be one of the last people. It's just not an all-star game type player. Um, yeah, no great, great pass no, I, would, I would take Joe first. But, um, yeah, Gobert is <laughs> like he has no value. Yeah, he has no value in this situation. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure Donovan Mitchell is at the crib upset about this, though. Yeah, do you think it's worth getting upset about? Just kind of like, oh, okay, like that's how y'all view me. Like, okay, for sure. Like, we have the best record in the league. Like, well, I don't know. Honestly, I kind of like it for them. Like, they're they're putting this up on the bulletin board for the rest of the year. Yeah, and they're if they're then they're already playing the they're already playing like the small market. No one believes in us, little guy card. Like that. This is I think this is good for them. I mean, yeah, that's true. If they're already playing the, if they're already playing the small market little guy card, like, look, we make the all star team. Nobody wants us on their team. Like, let's we're, we're the Jazz. We're going to stick together and we'll we'll prove it to them. Type thing. Yeah, I feel it. Um, I want to talk. I want to have a real conversation about Rudy Gobert because we were talking about this, and I I I think Edder thinks I'm a little too hard on Gobert, but I think Gobert is one of the most overrated defenders in the league by far. And I say by far because I guess he's won two Defensive Player of the Year. He's the reigning defensive player of the year right now, and he's the current favorite from the odds that I was looking at yesterday. I think he's like minus one fifty to win the award again. I've been watching. Wait, we, of, we can get we can get Ben Simmons at plus money right now. I believe so. I would uh, when I when we were talking about it a couple of days ago. Um, look it up right now while we're on. Ben here. Simmons be, for MVP. For no, no, DPOI. Oh, oh, okay. oh man, I, yeah. Um, I can look it up right now. But what I was saying was. For him to be favored for DPOY again this year was mind-boggling to me because I literally watched in the last 10 days him get murdered every which way. Embiid killed him, had him falling all over the ground. He's flop. I don't think you should even be a candidate for DPOY if you flop and you're seven feet tall and you're the reigning <laughs> DPOY. Like, you shouldn't be allowed to flop. You should, like, that That shit is ridiculous to me. He was flopping all over the place. Jokic, Jokic killed him the game before that. 
Um, Ben Simmons was going to the rack and doing whatever he wanted in Gobert's face on top of Embiid doing anything he wanted. Then Zion, a couple games before that, was going to the rack and doing everything he wanted in Gobert's face. He's soft. I think he gets beat up and moved wherever he wants. And um, I think he's an overrated just defender that he, he's he got this narrative that he's just like this insane defender. So now he's an insane defender in every article that's written about him and every time he's talked about. And I think he gets killed all the time. And I don't under, I don't understand how he could be in the lead for DPOY giving up 35 every night and people dunking on his head. I don't understand hey, it. Hey, cue up the flex bomb. Yeah, Q yeah, up the f- yeah. <laughs> yes. Cue up the flex. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'll I'll say this: the you say only you're a, you call him reputation only. You say he's a reputation defender. Like, listen, listen. You the call only him a reputation. The defender. only the only thing that I agreed with that when we were going back and forth in the group chat was Edder said he's a really good help defender and allows them to you know do what they do a lot on offense with his rim running, and I agree with that. Um, but. DPOY, give him the rim runner of the year. Like <laughs> they give him that award. Like, you know, the spread the floor award. Like, cause the I spread just, the floor. He gets he, I mean, yeah, he allows them to spread the floor. Give him that award. But he gets <laughs> he gets he gets killed down low all the time. And I, I'm just trying to figure it out. I'm, I'm about to get up these lines, but uh Edder, you you kind of seem like you were you were going against me and then kind of came with the 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 rim runner and help defense. But what are your thoughts on that? I think, and this is a lot from listening to a lot smarter basketball people than me, the the value that he brings on both ends, it's not going to come in counting stats, right? Like it's him setting a pick, rolling to the cup. He's bringing two guys, and they've got four people on the perimeter who can all pass, dribble, and shoot. So he's drawing an extra guy in. It's going to open the, the, the drive and kick up around the perimeter. Like it, he just – he has a gravity, right? On the defensive end, I think it allows dudes like – Joe Ingles and Bogdan Bogdanovich, who if they don't have like if they have a guy behind them, if Laurie Markinen's protecting the rim, those guys have to play three steps off because they're just getting blown by every single time. Right. So they're giving up open like that KD just like easy. Everyone's just pulling up on them. If they have to get up, they're getting blown by and you're giving up layups at the rim. Rudy Gobert allows those guys to not let people just pull up at will. To me, that's that's a huge part of the value he brings like yeah like jo- dude Joel Embiid Jokic AD they're torching everyone they play against I think what he does for them both on offense and defense from an identity perspective is that's more what I was trying to say as far as his importance or value that he brings to that team you know what I mean yeah no and I like I said I agree with that but this he's minus look I just pulled up the defensive player of the year he's, yeah minus 200 Ben minus, Simmons plus 225 I'm throwing some my, cash in the count right now minus 200 is that's insane <laughs> Like they're saying, he's a lock to win DPOY, and I just I don't know, man. If what they have the best weird? record in the league, that he wins Defensive Player of the Year. Back to back. Yeah, There's I think no if, it, if they have the best record in the league, there's there that that team gets some hardware, and that hardware goes to Rudy Gobert. I mean, but what if they have like three or four more wins in Philly? Like they're not gonna, you know what I mean? They're Dude, not gonna. The have- thing is, Sim- Simmons and Embiid are gonna steal votes from each other. That's the tough part. Yeah. But Embiid's plus 1,400. He's not even fucking in the discussion. It's Rudy Gobert minus 200, Ben Simmons plus 225, and then Miles Turner plus 600. Who was the last perimeter guy to win at Kawhi? I think Kawhi, unless you consider Draymond. Kawhi, yeah. I think. Because it was before Draymond, it was Joe, right? Or did Joe win it? Did Joe, did Joe win it? And then Kawhi won two, and then Draymond won, right? Mark Marcus all got one in there. 
Oh yeah, Gasol did get one too. Here, I'm about to look it up right now. So history is not not in favor of the perimeter guys either. <laughs> yeah, not recently anyway. Yeah. But, um, is Kawhi the only perimeter guy to win it? Oh no, Ron Artest had. I and mean, I, not I, and, and talking about the last like 20 years, 15 years. And I'm tripping about the reigning because last year Giannis won that and MVP, but the year prior he went back to back. Uh, 17, 18, and 18, 19. Gobert won mm-hmm. both of those. Yeah, Giannis um, did win both last year. Kawhi went back to back in 14, 15, 15, 16 yep. after Joe Kim won it. And yeah. won it. Who won it prior to Joe Kim? Uh, Mark Tyson Chandler. Biggs. And then you guys should know he won He won three in a row after that. You know who that is? Ben Wallace? No, no. Superman. Oh, Dwight Howard. Yeah, mm-hmm. Dwight. Then KG, <laughs> Marcus Camby. Shut out Marcus Camby. Shout out Marcus Camby won that late too, right? Marcus Camby won that like 35 years old, didn't he? It was that year in Denver. 607 Denver, yeah. Yeah, he came in the league. At- ben Wallace, Ben Wallace, Ron Artest, Ben Wallace, Ben Wallace. Ben Wallace was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Ben and, Wallace uh, was great. Unfortunately, Camby. none of those were in a Bulls uniform. But nah, not Ron Artest or Ben Wallace. It's a whole nother, it's a whole nother uh, podcast. Yo, shout out Hakeem Olajuwon. I never, you never really, I always, everyone always talks about his O. He went back to back DPOI, 92, 93, 94. I didn't even know that. Go back and look at Olajuwon years statistically. Some of the years that he put up, the numbers are, are absolutely silly. When you go like across the board, yeah. like pass just block or points and rebounds, steals, blocks. Like, dude, was a statistical. Simmons, Simmons has a whole thing on his steals plus box. And I think in like the playoff years, he was like over five combined or something like yeah. that in those championship seasons. Doing that from center is ridiculous. Yeah, he's crazy. Yeah, he's he's probably still underrated overall. The dream. Shout out the dream. He's so sick. Dream smooth, shake. smooth cat. Um, all right, let's talk about some of these, some of the squads, right? So we 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 already talked about. Well, let me ask you this before we get into the squad specifically, Edder. What type of what type of all-star game do you like to see? Do you like to see people Duke slapping the floor like playing D when it gets tight in the fourth? Or do you want to see just like some you want to see the stars in the in the stands throwing lobs, having I'm, fun, joking? The the new ending is perfect because you get to party and bullshit for the first like for three sure. quarters of the game. And then but then you see dude like last year you saw dudes like start slapping the floor and lock up and get serious. I think that's the perfect all-star game. Like dude, I honestly like if I'm a fan of these guys, I don't want to see anyone like going balls out. You know what I mean? Like worried about think about getting hurt in a freaking all-star game. Right. But but in the last like five minutes when it's close, I think that's pretty fun. And it's cool to see, like, all right, who are the five guys on the court from each side? Who who ends up with the ball? And who's just kind of standing around watching? Because that's that's the best dudes in the league telling you who they – it's like your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I, exactly. Like, I think that's – so I think the new ending is is awesome for that. Are they doing the yeah. same thing as last year, the the, the target? Yeah. The yeah, I like that. yeah, that was cool. I like that a lot. Yeah, who who uh who do the all stars of the all? Yeah, who are the all stars of like the all stars? Yeah, who's at? the who's the who's like the who's top, the all star looking to give the ball to at the end the of the boss game? The boss of the bosses. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know LeBron looking to give that bitch up too. So <laughs> I'm on it. Wow. <laughs> LeBron wow. is LeBron yeah. looking to give it up. I guess last year he did. This Giannis, Giannis is in the dunker spot. Yeah, Le, yeah. Le Giannis is definitely looking to give it up. Yeah, I know who's not going to give it up if they get it. Paul George going to fire. Don't worry about that. No, you know who's not going to give up is Jason Tatum. 
He well, we so talked about a, him. That's a guaranteed we, shot attempt. We talked about him the other day. He leads the league. Uh, he's second in the league in shot attempts. Is that's, that does Jason not Tatum me. after Brad Beal? Um, yeah, he gets his shots up. There's no second in the league. Second in the league in long twos with less than five minutes left. Oh, yeah, that, and he has to be. He has to lead that. No doubt. No, they're they're, they're great offense down the stretch for Brad Stevens. Quick, would you say the same? You you uh. You like to see a little bit of both, a little bullshit in the beginning, and then now with the new layout, you can kind of see some serious. Bullshit. Yeah, you like to see some fun shit for the first half, but I like. I thought last year it got competitive at the end, and that was cool. You really saw guys playing. Like, yeah, I don't need to see an all-out defensive battle, but I also don't need to see like Rudy Gobert carrying the ball down the court and jacking up threes. You know what I mean? Like, let's get some sort of entertainment value from it. But in a year like this one. Man, I wouldn't hold against these dudes if they completely came out there on Sunday and mailed it in because nobody wants to be there. Nobody wants anything Is to do with true? it. Is that true? Hold on. Everyone keeps saying that. Is well, that some true? Some guys don't want to be there. I'm sorry. Like, Zach probably is like, oh, hell yeah, this is great. I'm one of the who guys. Would be, who would be the one that shows up and doesn't mail it in? Like, everyone else is on board. Like, Jimmy Zach Levine. Is that you think Zach's going no, to Jimmy out? would 100% milk. Remember Jimmy showed up the All-Star so, game yeah, that Jimmy year? Yeah. I was like, I don't want to play. <laughs> he just yeah. decided he didn't want to play. He was like yeah. limping. He was like, don't put no, me in. Zach's going to go in there like it's a real game. Um, man, who would go super? Edder, like, who's going to go in there Edder, and go dumb hard? Saying, Edder's saying like they all went in there and were like, yo, we're going to mail this in. And then he just like went rogue and then started yeah, hooping. Like, dude, Sabon- like Sabonis, Sabonis is there just like dropping his shoulder, trying to put people in the post or something. <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> it's probably Boosh. He's like, that's, that's, not, that's not how I was raised. Yeah, I can see Julius Randle. I, dude, it's all the first year guys. I'd be like, man, fuck that. I'm like, trying to. I'm trying. Do you think Kawhi to, talks to Vucevic anybody in the and Sabonis room? just trading buckets down the stretch? It'd be amazing. Vucevic is going to win that battle though. <laughs> My bad, Nick. I didn't mean to step all over you right there. No, I was just saying. Do you think guys think Kawhi has any interaction with anybody in the locker room? <laughs> <laughs> like, what's up, Kawhi? Yeah, I I would really. I, it, <laughs> Like, I mean, my guess like is, dude. my guess What's is up? no. Like, <laughs> no. Shows my guess up. is like, dude, he probably thinks this is all fucking stupid. This is so dumb. Did is you hear this? He's like a Belichick though, where he doesn't say shit, but like he's funny behind closed doors and like a completely different person. Yeah, I used to think that till I saw my man try to dap him up in the tunnel when no one, when like <laughs> when there was when there was like essentially no one around and he's just like get out of my face. Did me. you see the video of him talking about recruiting Serge Ibaka? No. <laughs> when he was like, I mean, I just said Serge, are you coming or not? I don't really have time to be selling you on the benefits of LA. I'm here. Are you coming or not? That's all I said to him. <laughs> Yeah, it's like you know, Serge got a text from this dude like Kawhi. What? Because like I used to Are you think coming? like this this dude is probably like Belichick, right? Like super, just like reserve in front of the camera, and then behind everyone loves him. He's a fucking jokester. But every time, every time I I see like shots or video of him when he doesn't think he's on camera, it's not like he like he doesn't he's not like thinking about the cameras being around. He's the same guy I see that's on camera too. So it's like can't be Kawhi. Yeah, it's just like he just doesn't. The only time uh, I've ever seen him fucking around was like the after they won the after the they title. won the championship. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, man, he's just like, this is hey, 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 you guys are you guys are stupid. Hey, hey, you know what I mean? Dog, he's the best. Okay, so, assassin though on the court, so it does not matter. Yeah, he like is. he's probably the only person yeah. that can get away being that type of guy. Like, yeah, it's just he he gets to twelve feet and makes it. 
every yeah, single him time. Him on the wing? Throws that, darts. That mid-range? That flat mid-range is stupid. Stupid. All right, Enter. I'm gonna get I'm gonna show you both squads again. Team LeBron. You got Giannis, Steph, Luca. LeBron, Giannis, Steph, Luca, and Jokic is a dumb, is a stupid start starting starting lineup. LeBron, Luca, Jokic. Are those the three best passers in the league all playing together? Uh, yeah, I mean yeah. Yo, uh that's pretty fun. Yeah, that is pretty fun. So we got those, and then you look at those reserves, and then there's Kyrie, Embiid, Kawhi, Beal, and Tatum. That's a yo. This think, is Team ISO, dude. I was just gonna say that team's a, a lot is is that, more dude, clunky than it seems. Yeah, Every that, single one of these dudes is going one on one. There's no playmakers on the Team Durant team, except for James Harden. Yeah, you yo, not your wait. Not that's what I thought about this? when I saw it. It was Every all one on one ISO guys. Going one on one. Wait, yep. Kyrie's going one on one, and B's going one on one. Kawhi is, I mean, he does whatever he wants, but <laughs> whatever he, can, he wants, he can go one on one. Beal is definitely going one on one. Tatum plays a lot of hero ball. J- we, James is the biggest one on one of all time. Devin Booker, he could run around though. He doesn't have to have the rock like a lot of the guys we just mentioned. Zion's definitely one on one. Zach. Zach Absolutely one on one. Julius Randle's huh. Julius Randle's playing yeah. fucking point guard for the Knicks this year. <laughs> Yo, that's what I when I looked at the roster, I'm like, what is KD doing? Like, because he wild. literally drafted every single ISO player you possibly could, and LeBron went for all the playmakers. So LeBron's team's gonna be out there playing. If it was like a real game, LeBron's team is out there playing beautiful basketball. Yeah, but like doesn't finding that, the open man, like creating the, buckets, easy doesn't opportunities. That fit, doesn't that fit the captain though? LeBron's like, man, let me get the guys that. Move and shake, like, move smart. the rock around, and KD's like, man, I need. Fucking. And KD's like, man, let me get off this broadcast. I really don't want to fucking be here. <laughs> Yo, speaking, <laughs> speaking of that, before I ask Edder what what team he'd rather be on, I, th- I see, I, I think he kind of t- tipped his hand. <laughs> uh, Charles or Kevin Durant hates Charles Barkley's guts. Durant would be in a huge smile, laughing and joking, and he would hear Charles talk, and he would immediately yes. go to a frown, like, "Man, please, I'm, when is yeah. this dude going to be done talking?" Took his eyes off the screen, like, "Yeah, yeah." What do you do? You think it's just because of how Barkley has talked to? Just he has like the questions he asks, or what? What do you think it is? I don't. Yeah, I think that Barkley is is obviously out of all those guys is the one that's most harsh on players, and I'm sure there was a lot of shit during that Warriors time. And Durant's got that he he's over it, man. Like he's not gonna deal with anybody that he feels like has slighted him at all. He doesn't feel like he has to. Right. And I think he 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 doesn't play the game. Bron, even if Bron gets slighted, like Bron's gonna play the game. Like he's not gonna come on there and be an asshole. Yeah, he true. understands he's an ambassador for the league. He's like Bron was having a good time. He's smiling, like whatever. I'm sure behind closed doors, like fuck these guys. But yeah, he just, Durant he just texts Rich to go get a reporter to write the opposite thing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, shout out Rich Paul, who was, remember Rich when Rich Paul would just happen to be having lunch at the same place as uh, yeah, what was that Adam, story? Adam Silver, was, Adam Silver, and then Rich Paul just happened to be there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think uh, he doesn't fuck with those dudes, man. And and Durant has no problem letting you know he doesn't fuck with you. Yeah, I think that's true for sure. I think I think there was an incident. I, this is going to be bad radio because I don't remember what it was, but I think there's like a hard line. <laughs> it's like a before and after, and it, it probably had something to do with. Barkley saying, like, back in my day, I never would have gone and joined the 72. They had, like, a – yeah. He, I think he, he just like, got fed up, and, like, from then on, he just doesn't fuck with him. Yeah. Don't you remember the Paul George interview? Was it Paul George or was it a Durant interview earlier in the year where 
just giving him no words at all. Like the interview was like, I think it was, was it Duran or George? I think it was both. And remember we talked about, I was like, yo, that interview, yeah. and they even said, they laughed about it afterwards. They're like, yeah, no, we're, I th- I'm pretty sure it was KD actually. And he wasn't giving them anything, yeah. like nothing. But then they do shit like the Donovan Mitchell shit. Like, yo, I told you guys around the league see that. And they're like, that was some bullshit. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, so, and the younger generation doesn't give a fuck about these guys. Yeah, I think I think that's actually a big part of it. Like, if you hop on Twitter, it's like, man, all they know about Barkley is that he didn't win the title, and yeah. that was it. Like, he talks a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah, he talks a lot of shit. Like, they don't even know anything about his game. Um, Edit, I feel like it bothers you a little bit that Shaq is kind of out there, and he doesn't know – he doesn't watch any of the games, doesn't know any of the players. Um, it doesn't bother me. It bothers Candace Parker. Yeah, I saw – yeah, he, he didn't appreciate it. No, well, – he was – they were talking about just, like, hoops and pick and roll and, like, what they should do in certain spots. Who were they talking about? Oh, when he kept interrupting her or whatever? They were talking about pick and roll coverages, and Candace Parker was saying – she was talking about, like, it's the way the game is played today. Like, you have to switch here or something like that. And Shaq was like, oh, well, what about uh, early help or what about a uh, – what about like a high hedge or something like that? And Candace Parker was like, well, then you've got someone in the corner over here. That's just going to yeah, hit an yeah. open three. Like they, like Candace Parker and Dwayne Wade were like on the same page of like, this is how you have to defend the role in today's game because of the skill of the shot making around the court. And Shaq is like, Oh, well when we did it like this in 06, D Wade, remember we did it like this in 06, we want to chip. Right. And D Wade's right. like, like, yeah, Shaq. We didn't win a chip until you started switching on screens, man. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. No, so I guess my I guess the question is, is are we looking for Shaq for actual knowledge or are they just up there to have a good time and fuck around and break down? No, hearts? dude, there's too much good NBA content, podcasts, whatever. Like if you want educated breakdowns of the game, then there's stuff you can go get. I still love watching the TNT show because yeah. those guys are just funny together. It's just fun to watch. I think Shaq has yeah. actually settled into the role too. Like the first couple of years, he was horrendous. He was and rough. I was like, man, he's really throwing off their whole vibe because the three of them, they gelled so well together. But I think he's yeah. really fit in well. But yeah, I don't go there for any type of high level hoops breakdown. The only one of them that actually watches basketball is Kenny Smith. Um, that's because he has to because he's not as good as those guys were. Yeah, yeah. Like he has to keep his job. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, yeah, I watch it just, to, it's entertaining, man. Like, and Shaq, let's keep it real. Like Shaq doesn't need to be there. He's got so much fucking money. He's doing that for fun. So it is what it is. Like yeah, this yeah, I guess it's kind of out of all it. those guys. Shaq has so much more money. Like it's it's this is. Uh, well, think, dude, think about it. That's like a legacy thing too. Like we're we're still talking about Shaq right now. We're not we're not talking about Hakeem right now. You know what I mean? Like we're that, that's a way for those guys. Like think about how much more we talk about Charles Barkley than Patrick Ewing or Carl Malone. I feel like we don't talk about Shaq enough. I feel like, well, it, over but, time, like people might like if you didn't watch that, like you will nah, never, see, was, you'll never see that again. <laughs> you just will never, it will never happen again. It, I'm convinced that like it will never happen again to have a guy that big, that's that agile. You know, I mean, remember Young Shaq? Like this was well, no, problematic. But dude, it won't. He said it himself. It won't because at a younger age, like nowadays, Shaq would have learned to dribble. And like Shaq would have been like, they always say like Giannis is like the modern day Shaq. Like that's who they would have turned Shaq into at a young age. Like they wouldn't have told him to gain all that weight and like be the bull. I'm turning Shaq into Shaq. 
<laughs> Fuck yeah. that. No, Nick, I think you're exactly right, though. Yeah. Like, I don't think we see that again. Like, unless someone just can't get their body under control, like. Like, he was such a problem. He was such a problem. Yeah, he was beyond a problem. He was, <laughs> he was, un- he was unstoppable. Yeah, we can't do anything with this. Like, he was yeah. unstoppable, bro. He was, unstoppable. A, he, he was It was literally like, yo, what are y'all doing, man? Throw it down the shack. Yeah, like stop this fucking when, bullshit. When he was young and had the hops too, it was just like this guy is Orlando Shaq. Like, what is this? What are you? What are we supposed to do? I don't understand. Yeah, Shaq was a problem for sure. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here uh, really quick. Edder, what? Uh, we just gave it. We just broke it down. Team LeBron has all the playmakers. Team Durant has a bunch of ISO guys. You, you, you like? You're leaning Team LeBron? No, I'll, I'll go. I'll go KD just because he's the best. I don't think KD is gonna play. Oh, God damn it! Someone said that in the. Someone yeah, said that. In the yeah, I was actually reading that before I hopped on, but either he's way, been out. Yeah. No, it's, I mean obviously, yeah. Probably rather play with the team LeBron, but I don't really fuck with LeBron. So KD. <laughs> Wait, I I didn't know that. You don't really fuck with LeBron. No, too much too much Bulls heartbreak over the years, man. Yeah, he killed us. Oh, I, I'll take that reason. I thought you were going to come with some bullshit, and I was about to be like, hold on, we got another half hour here if Edder's coming on some some tired-ass LeBron. No, no. If it's a personal it's just, thing, no, that's fine. No, right. it's just a bulls thing. I've, I've said it, if anyone's still talking to me about LeBron James' game on the basketball court, you should fucking go watch no, it. No, it's, it's unassailable. It's unassailable. <laughs> Yeah. I think it. I think the Bulls' heartbreak doesn't, and the Bulls losing to him doesn't really bother me because I never really felt that we had a true, real chance. No, at least, at least we lost to him. They were always like they were always lurking. I, after the first year of of him locking up D Rose, I was like, man, we're gonna have this is gonna be a problem every single year. Like yeah. we, that. That was yeah. why we needed to go get a two so badly because it was like he. Oh my God, he just exposed us. To close the game, what are we gonna do? <laughs> he can D Rose can't do shit with LeBron one on one. It's unassailable. Yeah, it's unassailable. when he played D. Yeah, when LeBron was locked in on D, forget about it. Yeah, shout out, shout out LeBron, man. What a career, Miami Brown. Yo, real quick Miami before Brown. we get out of here, Edder, what are you, what do you, what are you looking for in a prospect that you think like when you're watching someone, you're like, yo, that dude's gonna be a stud in the league. What is it? Someone who's going to pass it to me when I'm opening the corner. <laughs> uh, oh God, I don't know. That's it a does, tough question. It, I don't do know you, what. Or, or do you just know when you know? When you look, it's, you're like, oh, man, that dude is going to be a fucking issue. It's tough, man. So maybe we shouldn't be so hard on some of these draft picks. I just asked us like to ask well, dude, answer the question. If we would have, I love Patrick Williams for a bunch of different reasons. There's the way he carries himself. There's his floor game, his handle for his size, his yeah. willingness to guard different positions. If I had watched a Florida State game last year, I might have remembered his name after the game, but I wouldn't have been able to be like, "Yo, this is guy's a top five player in the draft." So I can't like I can't sit here and say like when I sit and watch a college basketball game. I'm looking for like these four things from a guy because I know it's going to translate to the league. I, I'm not. I ca- I caught that. Like that's kind of what Nick was saying about college football. Like there's yeah. certain dudes that jump off the screen. You're like, oh yeah, that translates. Like you know, yeah. like it's easy to see elite shooting, right? <clears throat> it's easy to see elite shooting. Like yeah, that's going to translate. But elite athleticism, that's going to translate. But yeah, it's I don't know. It's tough, man. Yeah, it is. I think. Tough. Yeah, I think a lot of it is mental. Like, like get a get in a room with a guy or talk to his coaches, see how they carry themselves. Like, 
especially coming from college, like who's really going to maximize themselves? No one's coming in a finished product. Like I want someone who's going to. Yeah. Is he going to put in the work? Yeah. Right. Like real quick. I know we got to go. Um, this reminded me, I was listening to Amino Hassan on uh Sirius this week and he was talking about Whiteside, and he was like, you know, people are always like, Oh, how do you miss this guy? How do you miss that guy? He's like, yo. And like Christian Wood, he's like, yo, no one missed on Hassan Whiteside. He was a jackass. Like in interviews, coaches would sit down and say, what do you need to work on? And his answer was nothing. And they're like, no, no, for real. Like, what do you actually need to work on? He's like, <laughs> nothing like coming out the draft. So it's like, there's no shocker. This dude doesn't get drafted. So like, to your point, it's like, yeah, you could sit down with some of these dudes and be like, uh, yeah, I want no part of drafting this man in my organization. I think it's not going to put in the work. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that. And I also think it can go the other way. You sit down in front of a guy. He just lulls you to sleep. You're like, this guy's got it together and he fucking sucks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, it's interesting. You got to, it's a, it's a, I guess that's why those dudes get paid those big dollars. You get to, to evaluate talent and, and, and people. It's uh, But I, I do think it's a big people game, like a big person as well, uh, along with the talent. So, all right, man. BE, thanks for jumping on, my man. Thanks for having me, fellas. Yeah, man. Fun. Yeah, dude, anytime. For uh, for Big Ben Etter, for Big Nick the Quick, I'm your host, Sean Little. Make sure you subscribe everywhere, man. No catch up, Sports Talk via Chicago. Be out of here.